Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Oh, hey guys. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show, Alex and I are estheticians in Brooklyn, New York. We have two beauty studios that we work out of here in Brooklyn, and we get to see you guys here every Friday to teach you everything that we know about beauty and skincare. And we also learn a thing or two about some guest experts that we invite <laughs> to come hang out with us. Today we have a great episode because we're teaching you about something that we're both learning about at the same time. Elizabeth and I recently invested in a device that utilizes what turns out to be a somewhat new technology that's been recently trending in skincare and beauty, microcurrent. We got a microcurrent machine. It's a micro, as in tiny, current, as in electric for your face. And we did a ton of research to figure out which machine to buy. There are really not a lot out there that are high-quality, professional-grade microcurrent, um, at least ones that are available in the U.S. But after doing a bunch of research, we settled on what we thought was the perfect machine. It's called the Finer Face, and it was created by Joy Kingston, who we're going to have on our show, which will be great because she just knows so much about microcurrent. Any questions that I've ever had, she always has an answer to. And so I feel like even though this technology has been around for a bit, it's really gotten popular because I think it's because people want a more holistic, non-invasive way to take care of their skin as it ages. And that's exactly what this is. For sure. As it turns out, uh, we learned and y'all are also going to learn that it's not only for anti-aging in your face. <laughs> Microcurrent and other electromagnetic therapies can be used to heal, regenerate and improve the functions of your entire body. So I first began to conceptualize this episode when we were speaking with Saime from Glow Spa New York in episode 96. So as soon as she started talking about her dermal infusion facial and how it forces serums into your skin because your skin stops absorbing products after a certain layer. But this technology is smarter than your skin, and so it forces it in there. Anyway, I realized I'd forgotten everything that I learned in beauty school chemistry. I mean, I figured if we don't really know, then you guys definitely don't know. And so I wanted to kind of create an episode where we can talk about all things like STEM in beauty. And totally as an aside, Beauty school chemistry and art school algebra are the highest levels of post-secondary STEM ed education that I've ever achieved. So I can barely add. <laughs> and the only time I use algebra really is in brow mapping. But we are going to figure out, well, we did figure out how to teach you guys about this awesome technology. 
Anyway, speaking with Saime got me thinking about our new microcurrent machine and how we're so excited about this new treatment. And as Alex was saying, not a lot of people know about the technology and microcurrent facial treatments are really only offered by a handful of celebrity estheticians and now us. And there's all these at-home microcurrent options. So I figured that y'all are going to want to know whatever we discover on this journey. So we set out to do a deep dive into microcurrent. And honestly... I just told you, I do not have a higher education in STEM. A bitch can't add. So it was not an easy feat for me to understand and comprehend the actual history, discovery, and application of bioelectromagnetics. But I think this is going to be fun. So I first heard about microcurrent, I think, from Instagram a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And I was super curious. And then I wound up working for an esthetician in Manhattan who had two microcurrent machines. And that's how I really learned about it and also got to see just how instant the results are. It's very cool. It is not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of training to learn how to properly stimulate the muscles with the machine and making sure that you know and remember all the muscles of the face, which is something we're taught in esthetician school, but I went to esthetician school 12 years ago. So I had to relearn all of that. And um, I don't know, I think it's an awesome technology that for me, because I'm not interested in getting Botox or fillers, it's kind of a good replacement. And it's something that, yes, it's not cheap, but it's not extraordinarily expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you combine professional microcurrent um, services with an at-home machine, Ooh. which can keep the cost down, it's a really it re- they really complement each other. That's the gold standard. Getting professional treatments and at home, you're gonna look young and hot forever, forever, ever, for sure. So, what is microcurrent? Microcurrent's a low-level current that mimics the body's natural ionic flow and has been clinically tested to safely and effectively address a variety of skin concerns. And because microcurrent works virtually without sensation, the treatment is soothing and most clients don't feel anything. The gentle wave of energy is nearly identical to your body's natural ionic flow, and it's been shown to increase your body's cellular energy concentration by up to 400%, all while simultaneously stimulating protein synthesis and promoting amino acid transport. In skincare, microcurrent at various outputs and waveforms have been clinically shown to stimulate the recovery of damaged tissues. So you re-educate the muscles, you improve muscle tone and contour in the face and the neck, and you temporarily improve local circulation. You can aid in lymphatic drainage, enhance product penetration, and reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and firm and tighten the skin. So that's just from like a skincare-related microcurrent machine. Honestly, that sounds so lovely. And as you can see in the title, this is a multi-parter. So we really wanted to understand how the technology works so that we can offer the best treatments for our clients, but also so that we could teach it all to you. And of course, the more I learned, the more my mind was fucking blown and yours will be too. All right, so these episodes are going to cover the discovery of electricity in the body, the theory of the currents of injury and real-world applications within different modalities as described in The Body Electric, Electromagnetism and the Foundation of Life by Robert O. Becker and Gary Selden. We also have superstar guest experts coming to hang with us. So for today's episode, we'll learn about the crazy discovery of electricity in our bodies, the history and discovery of plants and animal regeneration, why salamanders are badass, and how all of this ties into skincare and overall health. 
We'll also speak with an awesome doctor who specializes in anti-aging treatments, many of which sound futuristic and highly technical. Since 2013, Dr. Rahi has been reimagining the realms of integrative medicine and aesthetic beauty, bringing a unique perspective and approach. Dr. Rahi specializes in helping her patients look and feel more confident, specializing in integrative aesthetics and anti-aging services such as PRP therapy, PDO thread lifts, and hormone therapy. And non-surgical BBLs. Yeah, which are <laughs> kind of insane, and I never really understood what they were until she explained them. I know. She told us she was kind enough to let me ask ridiculous questions about BBLs and booties in general, which was really fun. No, it's a great chat. She clarified a lot, and I think also will make you feel a little, if like you're ever thinking about doing any of the procedures mentioned, I think that she lays things out really just plain. Like you just kind of know what you'll be getting yourself into. Yeah. And she's one of us. She is a holistic practitioner. So she looks at not just, you know, age prevention, but just what is your entire life look like? What are you eating? What does your diet look like? How are you exercising? All the things that really go into having a healthy and beautiful life and all the things. Oh, and she's a vitamin pusher, which like any vitamin pusher is a friend of mine, honestly, because <laughs> I love vitamins and supplements. And she's just the best. It was a really great chat, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. So before we begin, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. That's how other soon-to-be beauty baddies find us, and it really helps our show to grow. Also, don't forget to send us your listener letters, anything about skincare, brows, waxing, any of the topics from guests that we've had on. You can send those to truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, we may as well jump into the show and break down our topic. So, as I mentioned before, I got a lot of the information from the book The Body Electric, Electromagnetism and the Foundation of Life by Robert O. Becker and Gary Selden. And so uh, I found this book because I was looking for text on microcurrent for skincare, and I really couldn't find anything, honestly. What I did keep coming across was this fucking book, which I honestly first ignored, but when I couldn't find anything else, I read the reviews, and they were incredible. So I figured, if nothing else, I'll learn something new. And holy shit, <laughs> science is awesome. And I almost forgot. I loved reading this. So if after this episode, after these episodes, I should say, if you feel like your mind is blown too and you want to nerd out on electricity, I highly recommend picking this up. So with that said, Alex, why don't you tell us all about the field of science called bioelectromagnetics? Bioelectromagnetics, also known as bioelectromagnetism, is the study of the interaction between electromagnetic fields and biological entities. Areas of study include electromagnetic fields produced by living cells, tissues, or organisms, the effects of man-made sources of electromagnetic fields like mobile phones, and the application of electromagnetic radiation toward therapies for the treatment of various conditions. And I want to add here that we know that the author who wrote the book, where we got the majority of this information, is the real deal because the Wikipedia page for the field of bioelectromagnetics also cites the body electric. So now let me tell you about the dude that legitimized this field of science and why we should care about the electromagnetic zoology historical journey that we're about to take you on. So Dr. Becker, an orthopedic surgeon, began his research on this topic in the late 1950s to study and answer questions related to non-union fractures in the body, i.e. why did some bones heal themselves while others refused to? 
theorizing answers to this question led him to the idea of regeneration or the ability of some animals, notably the salamander, to grow perfect replacements for parts of the body that have been destroyed. The discoveries that he made within these experiments led to the discovery of an until then unknown aspect of animal life, the existence of electrical currents in parts of the nervous system. This breakthrough led to a better understanding of bone fracture healing, new possibilities for cancer research, the hope of human regeneration, and fundamental insights into pain, healing, growth, consciousness, and the nature of life itself. And our new bestie, microcurrent. So I want to say that in studying this, this was really fucking interesting, dudes. I saw how long it takes for us as humans to accept new scientific ideas and theories and how relatively new all of modern science is to all of us, especially this particular field of study. It's barely 50 years old. When I was doing the math, I was like, this is basically as old as the civil rights movement is. So it's like our parents' generation of science. So with that said, let's jump into the story and go from the 1950s Back to the 1700s and the age-old question of which came first, the chicken or the egg? This seems like a very trite place to begin, and it is, but that's where we're starting, so let's go. So the study of biology includes the study of us, humans, and because of that fact, it's said to be the most emotional science. And so with that comes emotional debates, a big one being the philosophical conflict of origin— essentially the old chicken or the egg question. For centuries, biologists were split into two camps, the vitalists and the mechanists. The vitalists believed that there must be some sort of spirit that made living things fundamentally different from other substances, whereas the mechanists believed that life could ultimately be understood in terms of the same physical and chemical laws that governed non-living matter. Basically, the vitalists believed that there was some spark or some vital force that changed the egg into the chicken. And the mechanists believed preformation. That is, that there are tiny versions of things inside of living things which became larger versions of those things. Does that make sense? Give us some examples, Shapiro. Well, for example, during this time, the great French scientist René Antoine Fercol de Remore, a scientific genius of his time that devoted his life to the study of insects, believed that the reason that he failed to find tiny butterfly wings inside dissected caterpillars was that they were too small to be seen. People really, truly believed that within either the yolk of an egg or the goo of sperm, there was a teeny tiny man or woman or chicken that was preformed in its entirety, just waiting to get bigger. This little tiny theoretical person was called a homunculus. As ridiculous as the little dude in the goo sounds, without actual scientific proof on either side of the me mechanists or the vitalists, all each could do was point out inconsistencies in the other's theory. Wait, I just have to say, when I was a kid, I used to think that the reason that stoplights changed was because there's a little dude inside the stoplight that was like pressing buttons. That's hilarious. <laughs> Is there anybody else out there that like these 1700s scientists <laughs> believed in tiny dudes out there just doing all of the work for us as I did when I was five years old? It was so funny. <laughs> what people did already know was that plants regenerate. In fact, regeneration happens all the time in the plant kingdom. Many plants can form a new Form from a, can form from a single part of the old. I propagate a lot of my plants. And, I mean, first of all, it's just a way to make a new plant without spending money. Honestly. But also, it's just how nature works, and it's a more natural way to grow your plant kingdom. 
Yeah, my homegirl Chelsea actually the other day because I just moved into my new place and I decided that I'm going to be a plant mom. She sent me this website and I was like, these are fucking expensive as shit. And she's like, okay, order whatever you want to order. And then when you are like tapped out of funds, I'm going to give you some of my plants to help propagate. And I'm just sitting there right now. I've got this whole beautiful mason jar filled with vines that are just like sitting in the sun with water propagating. They're waiting to create vines. And humans have known this shit for centuries. Mm -hmm. I love this. It's super cool. It does take patience. Yes. But even like sometimes if I have like some romaine lettuce that I'm done with, if you just put the last bit that's left, like the nub in some water, it will regrow. You be growing your own salads? You can do it easy. I love this. I didn't know that about you and I've never done it. If you have a really fucking dry apartment. It's good if you have a dry apartment. No, it it might not work that well. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because that water, you'll have to like really be on top of keeping that water going. Yeah. For sure. Okay. But it was thought to be almost exclusively a plant prerogative. So due to this dogmatic belief that humans have this thing that we call a soul, for centuries science held on to the belief of little men and sperm because how the fuck else could we go from goo to fully formed human? That is until the discovery of the regenerative abilities of the salamander began to force questions that weren't answers to within the theory of tiny replicated versions of things. Okay, I loved digging into this because I feel like within a lot of different historical texts, the salamander sort of shows its face as this, like, I don't know, this creature. Like, I remember reading about um, the... Actually, this is on Netflix right now. I think that there's this terrible um, controversy within Mormonism. This guy was trying to sell texts back to them as being authentic. And he was saying that the salamander started to speak to God. And I always wondered, because I watched this uh, documentary years ago, I was like, why did this guy choose the salamander or like the newt of all of the animals that he could have chosen? And I wonder if somehow this had to do with it because the salamander is a fucking badass I had no idea how badass this bitch the salamander was, but now y'all are all going to know too. So let me tell you a little something about the salamander. Until this time in history, science was honestly a little bit wonky. And what I mean by that is that things were observed and then reinforced with quote unquote common sense rather than being proven with fact i.e. the homunculus, the tiny dude in the sperm. Like, nobody could actually find this dude, but they insisted that he was there. Because, duh. First of all, they were really snotty about it, which is fucking rude. But they were like, obviously there's a little man inside that goo. How else could he have gotten there? How else could we have gotten there? Duh. (laughs) Some people were really hesitant to put forth new theories. Another example of quote-unquote common sense science is that previous to the mid-1700s, it was quote-unquote known for about 10,000 years that plants could regenerate and animals couldn't. And since only a few known exceptions proved the rule and the animals that could regenerate, like octopi, crayfish, worms, and snails, seemed so unlike humans or other familiar mammals that they were like, those don't even count. (laughs) Which I love how snotty these scientists were. They're like, nah, bitch, that don't count. And then the only known vertebrae that could regenerate was a lizard. And they were like, that bitch can only regenerate a tail. And it's not that great. (laughs) So then this Italian scientist priest, Spallanzini, Spallanzini. (laughs) He discovered the regenerative abilities of the salamander. And in 20 years of meticulous study and dissection, he found that a salamander could replace its tail, limbs, jaws, and the lenses of its eyes all at once if needed be. 
A young one performed this feat six times in three months. And I have to say, although this is super cool and interesting, this is the one thing that I really didn't appreciate about this book. Like these poor fucking animals being dissected and studied for us. Spalanzi, you're sort of a sick fuck. Like you're amputating limbs and then just like watching them grow back. And we appreciate it because of all the technologies that we have now. But I have to say, I felt a way about these poor salamanders. So... Because its body and anatomy was similar enough to humans, science uh, scientists could no longer assume that the underlying process of life had anything to do with us. However, because they still didn't know the answers to how there aren't just millions of extra limbs inside of salamanders, it would be another 100 years until cell theory, or the theory that cells are the basic structural unit of all living things, and then another 50 years until the discovery of mitosis and cell division. Okay, we're going to take a little trip back to ninth grade biology where you probably weren't paying attention. (laughs) Or I know I wasn't. No, fuck no. So in the 1850s, biology began breaking down into various specialties. Embryology, or the study of development, was then focused on intently by two German scientists within two specific subdivisions. The stages of embryonic growth and how inheritance passed the instructions for embryonic form from one generation to the next. These studies led to the discovery that a fertilized egg is a seemingly unstructured single cell. Embryonic growth occurred when the fertilized egg divided into two other cells, which promptly divided again and so on. As they proliferated, their cells also differentiated, showing specific characteristics of muscle, cartilage, nerve, and so forth. The creature that resulted obviously had several increasingly complex levels of organization, leading to the question, how the fuck do these cells know what to become? Okay, this next story is funny because this bitch literally stole this other bitch's idea, which, as we're finding out, is sort of what science is all about and I think comes down to just like anything in life. If you have certain representation or money, (laughs) you are the one that people know about. Those who shout the loudest get heard. Yes. So this guy, Bovary, was working at the University of Munich and discovered almost every detail of cell division, including chromosomes. But because he didn't have as good of PR as the other dude, Thomas Morgan. And this dude, Morgan, was a well-respected embryologist at Columbia University when Morgan decided that he didn't like that theory. Everyone else booed and hissed at poor Bovary. But then Morgan did his own experiments and found out that what Bovary had discovered was true. And he went on to describe chromosome structure in more detail, charting specific positions, which he called genes, for inherited characteristics. The science of genetics was born, and this dude Morgan received the Nobel Prize in 1933. This bitch. So the other important thing that this fame whore Morgan contributed to genetics, aside from his famous research on fruit flies, is his observations on salamander limb regeneration, from which he made a crucial observation. He found that the new limb was preceded by a mass of cells that appeared on the stump and resembled an unspecialized cell mass of the early embryo. He called the structure a blastema and concluded that the problem of how a regenerated limb formed was identical to the problem of how an embryo developed from the egg. Basically, chromosomes and genes both contain the inheritable characteristics of the organism, but also the codes or the RNA for cell differentiation. This is going to be a little bit dense, but just fucking hold on. Hold on. Listen. <laughs> Organisms are called such because of the overriding importance of organization, and each part of the pattern somehow contains the information as to what is relation to the whole. 
Although, as the embryo develops, the cells form three rudimentary tissue layers, the endoderm, which develops into glands and viscera, the mesoderm, which becomes the muscles, bones, and circulatory system, and the ectoderm, which gives rise to the skin, sense organs, and nervous system. The entire genetic blueprint of the organism is carried by every cell nucleus. So, the ability of this pattern to maintain itself reaches its height And that bitch, the salamander. (laughs) This is why the salamander is so fucking dope. The salamander just happens to be almost as complex as humans and yet is able to continuously grow back interrelated parts in the proper order. The only other kind of true regeneration common among all vertebrates is bone healing. And as we learned at the beginning of this story, not always. Sometimes the bone is like, nah, bitch, it's not for me. (laughs) And I'm just going to stay fucked up. And so after studying the incredible ball of undifferentiated cells called the blastoma and doing a ton of like really fucked up research with it, including using it to grow limbs out of all sorts of different places on salamanders, next questions arose, right? Because that's how science works. The one, as you answer one question, you get more fucking questions. So the next questions were, how the fuck does the blastoma know that it's time to appear and make some new shit? Like what the fuck is telling the blastoma to blast? Is it nerves? It could be. But how the fuck do they know? (laughs) And where do the cells that form the blastoma come from? Y'all, it's a cliffhanger. (laughs) I feel like this is so dense. That's probably a great place to stop. Is like, how the fuck does the blastoma know to blast? So y'all come back next week and continue the story with us. And we'll all learn together. Also, you guys are going to know how this ties back into beating skincare. Because I know right now y'all are like, what the fuck are we doing in the 1700s? Who gives a shit about a salamander? This don't make no sense. None of it makes any <laughs> sense. <laughs> but this is all going to tie together, you guys. Promise. I promise. So, until then, to keep you beauty baddies sort of hooked on, we do have a very special guest today who's going to come on and sort of like start to validate our topic. She's going to tell y'all a little bit about what we're going to speak about next week, which is how injuries begin to create new cells and begin to create new structures that our skin needs and loves. And I'm not going to ruin it for you, though. Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest today? Dr. Rahi is awesome. She has locations in California and in New York. And she basically specializes in, yes, she does um, fillers and Botox, but she uses really cool modalities like radio frequency to tighten the skin. She uses it to tighten the skin on vaginas, which is really fucking cool. Vaginal radio frequency. I'm kind of obsessed with this theory, (laughs) this concept, I should say. Yeah, it's cool science. Um, But that's just a little, a little bit. Little tidbit. Little tidbit. But she talks about some other modalities that she uses that are really interesting. And she explains how they work, which is, I think, something as a consumer, we oftentimes don't know. We kind of just are like, oh, we saw it on Instagram or our friend got it done and it looks good. But maybe know what you're getting yourself into. Totally. So Dr. Rahi, she's very sweet. I think she's very good at explaining things because she she doesn't go into like a 20 minute explanation on what a modality is in about two minutes she can explain to you and convince you also like I want to do everything that she talked about oh, totally by the end of the third episode y'all are going to have such a grasp on this concept of what stimulates your body to begin creating its own collagen elastin all of these things y'all are going to understand the science behind that by the end of the third episode so Dr. Rahi don't need to explain that to you she just needs to tell you come and get this treatment so that you can look fly as fuck and I'll hook you up Also, what's going on with the rest of your body? 
How does all of this, everything that you're doing, all of the ways in which you're living, how does that all integrate with age and yes. your body and your lifestyle? Before recommending treatments, she likes to take a look at what's going on inside your body, which I think is really important. And I think is kind of our philosophy when it comes to skincare also. For sure. Yeah. We definitely met um, another beauty baddie. Another beauty baddie to come teach you guys everything that she knows. <laughs> For sure. So I guess without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Dr. Rahi. Enjoy. My name is Dr. Rahi and I practice integrative aesthetics. I live in West Hollywood. I have a practice in Beverly Hills and then I also have a part-time practice in New York. Very cool. Oh. What is integrative aesthetics? So it's a fusion of the two realms of medicine that I really connect most with. Uh, integrative medicine is uh, one realm. It's basically focused on really looking at the patient as a whole and focused on health and wellness and uh, prevention. And then aesthetics is the world of outward beauty. So anything related to skin health or skin wellness and also things like injectables. And, you know, I like both. And I did my fellowship in integrative medicine and I did a ton of trainings in aesthetics. So I kind of brought them together and created my own practice where I practice both health, wellness, and beauty. So it's all combined. Very cool. That's really nice. I mean, it makes sense because it really is all intertwined. Yes. Very much so. And did you start, um, just out of my own personal curiosity, did you start as uh, going to school for dermatology or what was the like the journey for you in medicine? No, I actually did my residency in internal medicine. And while I was in residency, it's a three-year program, I realized that I wasn't really happy with the program itself and I wasn't really happy with practicing that specific type of medicine because I felt that most of it was focused on treating disease once it had already developed and um, not really focused on helping patients feel better, live better, and be healthier. And so it was frustrating for me because it was very depressing um, to see that, you know, there was like no education for patients and then they got to a certain point and it was just like a slow downhill process after. And I didn't want that for myself either. I didn't want to be 40 and, you know, living with chronic disease. And so during my residency, I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do after I graduated because I wasn't really excited at the thought of practicing the traditional stuff. And so after like months of research, I've found the integrative medicine program because at the time, it wasn't a very traditional program to get into. And most traditional programs didn't even talk to you about it. And so as a physician, when you go through the whole process, you're not really given the knowledge on how to prevent disease, how to live healthy, how to be optimal. And so I had to find it on my own. And so I did the fellowship. And in the meantime, I was doing additional trainings in aesthetics. So I do aesthetic treatments. I don't do um, traditional dermatology. Like um, I deal with some things like acne, but that's, you could argue that's, you know, internal. That's not necessarily a one, you know, dermatological issue. It's like a multifactorial. It could be related to so many different things. And so I don't do the traditional dermatology things like skin biopsies or skin cancer treatments, but my practice is focused on prevention and how to age gracefully and how to live optimally. I love that. Thanks. I think that that's where at least I kind of thought that 
medicine was more like? Because as a as a patient, I guess, right? It's like I'm not just looking at like one symptom. I'm looking at my whole life always. And so I think that yeah. we think that doctors think that same way. And it's kind of all coming to our attention that that's not necessarily the case. And I think a lot of us are looking for specialists like yourself who who look at the body as a whole and and treat it as a whole and also prevention, right? Like you were just saying, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's really hard to find. I think medicine is heading that way. And I think you'll find more doctors that are um, practicing like this. Um, but you know, I finished my residency in 2013. And at that time to now to 2022, there's been so much of a shift, but in general, most physicians are still very traditional in the sense that they focus on disease treatment versus disease prevention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine that at one point medicine was like that, more prevention. And then as it became the modern day medicine that we know here, it became more of like a business in a way, you know, like it seems it seems like an old school approach preventative medicine, even though it's what makes the most sense. And the way that you've kind of intertwined that with all the other things is really nice. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, what we know as medicine in America or North America is very traditional Western medicine. And that's the allopathic medicine. Um, So when you go see your family doctor, or if you go to a hospital, that's the traditional allopathic medicine. But there is so many different types of medicine from all around the world, some of which has been around for like, you know, thousands and thousands of years, things like uh, traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine. So it's really important to have a sort of an understanding of what is out there, even as a patient, because then you can really find practitioners that will help you with your problems. And it doesn't always have to be pharmaceutical related. That's actually what we've been speaking about recently with our listeners on our podcast is just taking them on the journey through like ancient um, ancient cultures and ancient healing modalities and herbs and botanicals and all of that and how to integrate all of them into our modern lives. And um, you're absolutely right. Most, our generation, for sure. I mean, we're the information age, right? It's so easy to just go online and learn so much information. And then when you are more empowered, you can start to like ask better questions and, you know, search for better resources and use critical thinking and make some of your own decisions. I mean, the internet's also scary, right? Like WebMD is a scary place. <laughs> But it's like yeah. it's good to have a, like somewhat of a base so that when you go in and you're speaking with the professional or you're you're choosing a doctor, you at least know what questions to ask, what you're looking for, the type of person that you want to work with, right? The type of person that you don't want to work with. So, yeah, for sure, more doctors like you, please. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm excited to speak with you because I saw that you have so many different anti-aging um treatments and you use a lot of fun tools and a lot of things that I've never heard of even. So I'm looking forward to picking your mind and learning more about all of the cool futuristic things <laughs> that you're doing over there. Yeah, I feel that I've created a practice where I have both, you know, some traditional uh, treatments. I use, you know, the latest technologies, which is always really exciting. And then I always, you know, give my patients the knowledge if I need to refer them to practitioners that might, you know, help them in different ways. Yeah, awesome. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm very, very curious about radio frequency. And I saw that you use it in your practice. Radio frequency. Have you guys ever tried it? I haven't, but I've wanted to get um, a facial with it. But I guess it's one of those yeah. things where a lot of modalities in your industry, our industry, things like this that we kind of share. There's so many different kinds. And I guess when I've like looked to get a radio frequency facial, I'm like, how do I know that they're using a really good um, machine? Right. That is a good question because there are so many different devices out there. So what radio frequency is, it's a type of energy that helps your body stimulate collagen. And there's different ways that it can be delivered. Well, basically two ways. There's a more superficial way. I have the Forma in one of my clinics, but there are different devices out there. Um, the Forma is a non-invasive way, which it's almost like a hot stone massage where you're just constantly rubbing a wand on your skin, the area that you want. You could do it pretty much anywhere on the body. And that helps stimulate collagen. And collagen is one important component of the skin that gives us the supple, youthful appearance. And the second way that um, you can get radio frequency delivered is radio frequency with microneedling combined. So this is a little bit more invasive. And so it can go all the way deeper into the tissue. Uh, it's more effective that way, but it can also be a little bit more painful. And this is really great because it'll give you like pretty significant results. And you'll notice, you know, really tightening of the skin at a deeper level. And that's the nicest way to look as natural as possible is by stimulating collagen and elastin production. Because you can do things like filler and neurotoxin, but you need to improve the quality of your skin and keep the uh, the skin intact. Because as your skin starts breaking down, um, not only does it lead to like wrinkles and aging, but it can also make you more susceptible to disease. Because mm. your skin is, you know, your largest organ and it also is your largest defense from the outside world. So if your skin starts breaking down, then you're more at risk. Can you, uh, if possible... <laughs> to explain this in ways that lay people would understand. But can you describe the technology that's behind radio frequency that makes it stimulate collagen? Basically, how it does it is that it heats the tissue to a certain degree. So you can adjust the temperature. So basically what that does, the heat 
stimulates your skin and your tissue and it uh, sets off an immune response, which stimulates your immune system to regenerate collagen production Mm because it kind of tricks your body into thinking that it needs to regenerate. There's like some trauma there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That does. So it stimulates fibroblasts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, love this. So for example, if you get a cut on your hand, you get the blood that comes to the surface and all the factors in the blood that help, you know, regenerate new tissue production and new collagen production. And so this is also considered a trauma. So whether it's like the more superficial where you're heating the dermis up to a certain degree with the forma, or if you're going even deeper with the needles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the microneedling itself is a form of trauma to the skin. And then the product penetration afterwards, I imagine, is so incredible to like, I mean, as you just said, to really get good ingredients into the tissues. That sounds incredible. It is. It's amazing. And you can also, um, like I said, you could do it pretty much anywhere on the body. And I also have a device that's radio frequency for the vagina. So that helps. (laughs) I know. So it basically does what it does like to the face or anywhere, but for the vagina. It's amazing. That's so nice. Okay. I want to know what are the results of radiofrequency on the vagina? Is this for somebody who's had kids or like who's the optimal patient? So in general, it it is marketed more heavily for someone who's had kids. But in my opinion, I think anyone, you know, who's aging should consider it because if you feel that, you know, you need to start taking care of things on your face and neck and hands, then it's probably time to take care of things down there too. Because you're aging and, you know, as we speak, and that includes your whole body. <laughs> this, it, this is true. I didn't mean it's to laugh true. like that, but you're just like, because you're aging. It's like, yeah. No, you're right. You're like, treat your vag the way you treat your face. Yes. I kind of feel bad that I haven't been giving my vag like retinol treatments and like, yeah, I, I should know. really be doing this. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely becoming more and more popular. Like there's now um, vaginal facials that you can get and mm-hmm. um, lots of non-surgical options because I feel like a lot of times uh, women, especially after they give birth, but in general, like, as you age, things change down there. And a lot of times people think surgery is like the only option, but now there's lots of minimally invasive options and some of them are not even painful at all. This is incredible. I need to, one, look at my vagine more so that I know, like, what it looks like so I can start looking for signs of aging. Do you know what I mean? And then now I know in my back pocket, like, all right, if you need something, girl, got to get your butt to Beverly Hills. Oh, or part-time in NYC. I don't even need to go very far. This is great. I know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, like, non-invasive things, what exactly is a non-surgical facelift? I think you're asking specifically about the threads that I do. Yeah. So I don't love calling it a non-surgical facelift because, again, threads do a little bit of lifting of the tissue. Basically, what they are is they're a polymer and these threads have been used in surgery for like many, many years. Um, and they, your body absorbs them over a period of six to eight months. And in its place comes collagen. So it's the same idea, it's the same concept as the radio frequency in the sense that it's causing some sort of trauma. It's causing some sort of immune stimulation. And then your body's reacting to it and uh, regenerating collagen. So the threads, they're a little bit more localized um, and they do a little bit more lifting. I love them. I think they allow for, you know, really quick results that can last, 
you know, some people up to two years, but in general, I say about a year to year and a half. But again, you're stimulating that collagen. So the collagen itself stays, but, you know, the more significant lift that people want, I'd say, you know, you'd probably want to do the procedure every year to two years. And it also depends on the patient too, because it's not just about doing one procedure, going home and then waiting for the next round in a year. It's about what you do in between too, because you have to have your own like skincare routine and eating well and, you know, good lifestyle choices. I feel like maybe in the early 2000s or something when at least I first really discovered plastic surgery, like, you know, in the age of like Dr. 90210 and like all the reality TV things. I think that the idea was kind of like, I remember specifically watching A True Life. Do you remember the show True Life? On MTV, yeah. No. On MTV, yeah. Where they would like follow, it was the original reality TV. They would follow people depending on what it was. And this was like True Life, I'm getting plastic surgery. And these girls were like... So before we get lipo, we always go and we have like this huge feast and we eat whatever we want because it's all going to get sucked out tomorrow. And it's like, that's, that's so unhealthy. That is such the wrong way to look at these procedures. Like, well, it doesn't matter if I gain all this weight because somebody can just suck it out the next day. And it's like, that's so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But also this shouldn't be looked at as like a, uh, I don't even know. What can you even compare to that? Trading in a car, I guess? Yeah, that's a certain way that, people look at things, but that's not how I look at it. Cause I feel no. that. <laughs> so yeah, my whole thing is about your health and wellness is a daily practice. And that includes, you know, how you're eating and the exercise that you do. So unfortunately, some people live with that mentality and it's, and it's sad because it's really not good for you. Well, yeah. And it's also probably like mentally does a number, right? I imagine that somebody who takes a greater appreciation for their body in totality probably wouldn't treat it in the same way in which those people on true life do. <laughs> they probably <laughs> honor their body and respect Yeah. Them. It's also about education because I feel that if you have a better understanding of what it means to be healthy, mm-hmm. then you're able to implement that more in your life. Although that's not necessarily true for everybody because there are people that you know, still know, and it's hard for them to like make the changes. So it's kind of complicated. Yeah. We're complicated creatures. We're just doing the best we can. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very true. Oh, I have a question. So doing the microneedling and the radio frequency together, is there a lot of downtime with that? Not really in the sense that you're able to do most of your daily activities. Uh, You just have to be mindful that the area wherever you got the treatment is going to be more sensitive. It's going to be sensitive up to two weeks. So Mm -hmm. if it's your face and neck, for example, you have to constantly be moisturizing and um, wearing sunscreen. I wouldn't go tanning right afterwards. I would wait, you know, or or at least if you're going to go, you're going to hide your face and neck. The first time I find is always the most difficult. And then once your skin starts stimulating collagen, your skin can tolerate the procedure better. And yeah, I mean, as long as you follow really good post-care, again, that's super important to me. And that's one of the things I tell all my patients is post-care is super, super important. Um, And that's the patient's responsibility. I mean, obviously, like we give them information, but the patient has to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in general, I say you can wear makeup within 24 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. So if your face looks a little red, you can cover it. And it's just about following good post-care. And yeah, it's not that bad. What about just radio frequency? 
Is there any um, like sensitivity just from that? Not really. It's we call it the red carpet facial because you can get it done and go out that night. Mm, nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it creates a very nice glow. It's just amazing. It sounds amazing. I have a question and I, I don't think that I'm mistaken, but you can tell me if I am. Do you also do BBLs? I do non-surgical booty enhancements. Okay, so I think that this is very California, the whole BBL booty enhancement situation. And I don't know <laughs> a ton about it, but every like everybody's talking about it. And so I want to know like everything that you can tell us about booty enhancements, BBLs, like everything. Yeah. So a traditional BBL is surgical. But what I do is a non-surgical uh, booty enhancement, and I do it with two different products. I use uh, Radius, which is a filler, and I also use Sculpture, which is another filler. And um, mm. basically, Sculpture and Radius, when injected in a certain way, can also help stimulate your own fat and collagen production. So again, it's like I basically stimulate collagen all day, but it really <laughs> works, Um it takes some time. Like it takes about a month for you to start seeing the results. And it's a very natural enhancement. So it can help with things like cellulite. It can help kind of like lift you up a little bit. If you don't want the downtime associated with surgery, if you don't want the surgical look, because the surgical look is very extreme. And I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen it in person. I have. Have you not? I have at the beach and I can spot it. I don't know. I don't think that I have, but I, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking for them. <laughs> I've seen them online. Yeah, I feel that I have a good eye for it. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you just have to have that eye to see if, you know, you can call it and be like, that's surgical versus that's natural versus that might be a little bit of radius. Yeah. I feel like I can usually tell when someone's proportions are just a little extreme. And I mean, some people yeah. do have a body like that naturally, but I feel like it's pretty rare. So like if I see someone with a very specific booty, but then their waist and their thighs just kind of don't go. And it's usually at the beach that I can tell because you can see it more and you're like, oh, yeah, there's something about I can't explain it. The butt yeah. looks a certain way. <laughs> it definitely does look a certain way. The surgical BBLs, but the non-surgical looks super natural. Nice. It's really, really hard to tell. It's just um, it's pretty much impossible <laughs> once it's settled. But yeah, the non-surgical ones are great because there's really no downtime. Whereas a traditional BBL, there's a lot of downtime. And going back to the whole workout thing, you cannot gain a huge booty by working out because, you know, obviously you're going to work out, you're going to create like a lifted muscular butt, but you're not going to create that like really big, like jiggly butt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Like how do you eat food and then just like tell the food to go to your ass in a great way. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I feel I like when this. I eat, it always goes to my tummy. It's disgusting. I hate that. Mine yeah. goes to my ass, but not in a good way. Yeah. Not in a Cardi B booty way. That jiggly yeah. booty. Um, I love this for you. I love that you get to make these like jiggly booties all day and just like stimulate collagen. You're doing the Lord's work. Really, honestly, you really are. It's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> That must take a lot of filler to do a whole butt. Yeah, like what is the cost of that? It ranges, you know, the number of syringes, but it could be anywhere from like three to 12,000, 3,000 to 12,000. That sounds about right. Wow. Yeah, filler for the face, I feel like is the same range, shockingly. Uh, it depends, you know, how many syringes you get. I, I, I like to build on it. I don't like to do everything all at once. I think 
uh, creating a natural look takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, I love and, this. Um, it's like yeah. blending makeup, right? It's like you can't just put everything on and think it's going to look natural. You got to blend. Yeah, exactly. Homegirls just stimulating collagen, making booties jiggle, keeping the whole body, <laughs> keeping the whole body youthful, though. A one-stop shop to get rid of your jowls and your droopy ass. Yes, but also like, you know, <laughs> internal as well. And internal, internal wellness is all incorporated. I do really emphasize, you know, like, uh, you know, being on the right supplements and eating the right diet. Mm. And yes, I do things that alter the body, but I am like a huge believer in exercise because I, I feel like I work out mm. maybe six days a week. So mm-hmm. that's also very important to me and my practice. Yeah. What are some of the holistic ways that you treat your clients? Like, I mean, unless it's kind of just that going over like their healthy lifestyle, but what are some of those ways that you integrate that within your practice? I really like to, with every patient, I always suggest looking at, you know, a detailed series of labs to, you know, like assess where you're at with your hormones and your vitamins and to see, you know, if everything's balanced. And um, once you kind of get everything balanced, you'll start feeling better, have more energy. Um, You'll notice your metabolism is better. So you'll have some weight loss. So all of those things are uh, things that I go through with patients. I really love supplements and I recommend that everyone, you know, create their personalized supplement routine because um, that's that's very important. And I feel that I've been taking supplements now regularly for maybe six years. And, you know, what it's done for me, it's, you know, changed my life completely. It's helped with my mood. It's helped with my anxiety. Um, it's helped with my sleep my bowel movements, my eating, you know, not crave. I used to crave sugar like crazy. And I feel like I have so much more control over so many different processes in my body that I didn't have when I didn't have the knowledge, you know? And so I think that's very important. And I think that, you know, that should be everyone's first step before doing any of the external stuff. It all goes hand in hand. A hundred percent. We are vitamin pushers, 100% over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So am I. Yeah, I love that. And obviously you have to, you know, there's so many different vitamins out there. So you have to find high quality ones and Mm -hmm. they have to, you have to know what you're taking for your needs because what I need is probably different from what you need. I think that's a big misconception of people just like, oh, I saw this person said I should, you should take this. And it's like, well, you might not be deficient. Or, oh, I just take a multivitamin. I just take a one a day woman's multivitamin. And it's like, yeah. Not to talk shit, but I think you can do better. Or a lot of times people think that they're not necessarily in need of anything and that, you know, their bodies have everything that they need to function. But that's true in the most idealistic world, but it's it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why everyone needs to really assess to see where you're at. And also, if you really want to optimize yourself and, you know, give yourself, you know, the best possible way of existing, then um, taking supplements uh, will help. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I love this. Totally. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. This has been so fun. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell our listeners how they can find you, how they can support you, all of the things? Social media is a great way because we use social media a lot to like share information and talk about my services and talk about wellness. So Instagram is what I use mostly. And my Instagram is Dr. Rahi MD, but it's doctor spelled out. And then Rahi is R-A-H-I-M-D. 
And my website is uh, drrahi.com. Your um, Instagram is great. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun to see all the different. I watched the the thread lifts, I think you posted yesterday. And it's a little yes. like, but in a cool way. I know. Yeah, a lot of people are freaked out by it. Yeah, well, the person on the table looks like they're just fine. They're numbed and fine. <laughs> it's great. Threads are great. We numb you, so you shouldn't really feel anything. Yeah, but if you want to see some applications of the treatments that we're speaking of today, check out your Instagram. It's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's talk about some treatment and product options. So, New Face is very well known in the at-home microcurrent space. I feel like it's one of only a couple of at-home microcurrent tools. And it's by far the most popular because I think it works the best. And I'm sure you've seen it somewhere on Instagram. I see it constantly. It works really well in conjunction with getting professional microcurrent treatments. So like I have clients who use the new face at home. They use it for you. You have to use it very regularly because the at-home treatments are not as strong as the professional. And then you come in for your professional treatments to really boost all of that. It's really nice to use together. So New Face is the leader in at-home beauty devices, helping every client look and feel more beautiful. Using its flagship technology, Microcurrent, New Face's award-winning products are clinically shown to help tone, firm, and reduce the look of wrinkles, providing both visibly instant results and cumulative benefits. That's the great thing with Microcurrent is you can see a change right away. Yes, you have to keep doing it to maintain that, but it's it's just nice that you can see it. Whereas I think sometimes when it comes to like topical products, it's tricky because people want instant results and you don't always get that. So if you're someone who like cannot wait to see results, microcurrent technology is for you for sure. So New Face is an omnichannel business with its products distributed across the professional, prestige and specialty retail, home shopping, direct-to-consumer, e-commerce, and international channels. You can find it at premium retailers such as Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, Barney's, Bergdorf's, Ulta, Space NK, and also at top spas and medical offices. And to the large and rapidly growing beauty markets of China and Korea. And you know we respect the Asian beauty market. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. They know about this ancient, ancient wisdom. Yes. With category-defining products, an authentic professional heritage, highly visible and clinically shown results, and endorsements from skincare professionals, New Face has gained a really strong following among celebrity clientele, influencers, and a big growing base of loyal and passionate consumers. So I love a good story. Here's a little background on how New Face was developed. Carol Cole and her daughters, Tara Peterson and Kim Morales, created New Face out of their home in Encinitas, California. I love Encinitas, by the way. <laughs> Carol, a licensed esthetician, began her career in 1985 at the famed Golden Door Destination Spa in Escondido, California. While administering treatments, she heard common anti-aging concerns from her clients, such as sagging eyelids, loss of contour, and simply tired of looking tired. Mm -hmm. With this knowledge in hand, Carol started specializing in microcurrent facials and traveled weekly to Los Angeles to serve the most discerning clients in Hollywood. She soon recognized her clients' need for more frequent microcurrent treatments. So in 2005, Carol and her daughters—Tara's also an esthetician, by the way, her daughter Tara— they launched New Face 
for their clients to use at home in between their professional microcurrent treatments. So Tara's the co-founder and chief creative officer at New Face. And New Face basically created the regimen of supplementing your professional microcurrent treatments with at home. And I think it's super innovative because also, you know, I, I had a client yesterday who expressed to me that she really wants to start doing microcurrent facials, but she doesn't feel like it's in her budget to do them as regularly as needed to see results. And I suggested that she use an at home device. That's a great idea. I was like, use your at home device when you can come in and we can boost it with a professional session. Obviously, it's best if you're doing the professional sessions regularly, but at the very least, we can boost what you're doing at home. And I think she was really pleased by that because I get it just with any beauty treatments. It's not everyone can afford it. No, it's a privilege. It's like it, your sure. beauty treatments come after everything else that you need to survive, right? Rent, kids, whatever else. So it's like, yeah, fair enough. If you can't come all the time, then I don't know. I think that women like always feel kind of, look, we're women. We're made to feel shame about just being existing, right? So <laughs> that's the level that we're starting at. But a lot of women will be like, I'm sorry, I haven't seen you in so long, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, girl, this is a privilege. Like, this is a luxury. You come when you can come. I get it. It's not, I don't know, just don't feel shame. No one's going to yell at you. Yeah, nobody's going <laughs> to yell at you. We're all living in this world together. We get it. If you have to do things at home to keep everything up so that when you come in, we can get the optimal results. Like, do it. I can speak about Alex and I specifically. Other people, I can't say. We <laughs> want you to get the best results regardless of how you get them because we love y'all. And it's, I mean, it's lucky to us that it's not all about money. Like, it's all about you and you feeling your best. And the fact that you pay us at the end of the day is a goddamn bonus. So do what you got to do to look great. Yes. Um, what I'll say is my favorite part about the new face is that it was developed by estheticians. Yes, I agree. And not just someone who had money. Yeah, not somebody who's just like, oh, this thing that I can invest in sounds great. Like yeah. this is somebody who knows and understands the technology and what it takes to have beautiful skin. And also saw a need for people doing their own maintenance at home because it's the same with any facial. You need to do your part at home by using proper products to upkeep whatever we're doing within the session. Because if we do a really great facial and I do a peel on you and everything's really nice, but you go home and you're not using products that are appropriate for your skin. You fucking up. You know, maybe paying <laughs> for that facial wasn't as great of an investment, you know, so. I've had people come in that they're, you know, they'll book a chemical peel, for example. And when we're doing the intake and I ask about their at-home skincare routine, they're like, I don't do anything. I just come here for a chemical peel every couple of months because that just takes care of it. And that is not the type of client, honestly, that we really want. Like, we want somebody who, it's all holistic. It's every day. It's, it's not just a one-time fix or like a quick fix or I've been fucking up so let's just do this and it's all going to be better. It's gradual and it's incremental and it's a lifestyle and it's all over health. It's your health from the inside out and on the outside just shows that you're fucking beautiful on the inside. As cheesy as that sounds. But it's totally. the truth. Totally. So with that said, one is if y'all have any electromagnetic devices that you're using at home, a bitch would love to know. I'm always curious about what people are using at home. Even if you send it to me, and it was like from an as seen on TV ad, and I can just say, bitch, stop using that, save your money. <laughs> I always want to know what's out there. So tell us what you guys are using. If you are like, yes, bitch, this is my shit. I love it. I know we've got so many nurses that listen. 
And the cool thing in the next couple of episodes, we're going to see how this field of science really lends itself to the rest of healthcare, not just skincare and -hmm. aesthetics. Um, But yeah, let us know if I don't know, just in general, what you thought of this episode. If you're like, bitch at me, I'd be using this all the time. Whatever. Whatever. We just want to know. We just want to hear from you guys. Yeah. If you use the new face, I'm curious. Ooh, yeah. Let us know if you use the new face. Um, So with all that being said, I feel like. It's time to wrap it up with the beauty baddie moment of the week. So beauty baddie moment of the week is where we recap a moment during the week that we felt beautiful in a non-traditional way or in a traditional way. These can be moments of growth, moments of self-care, moments of happiness, whatever. Do you have them? I do. I've got my beauty baddie moment of the week and I was just telling you about it. So I'm very, very proud. And I feel like this is fun because you guys can celebrate it with us if you've been listening for a while. Our dear, dear friend and dear, dear client, Miss Chelsea Fasano, is graduating from Columbia, number one. Number two, a bitch is graduating with the top honors, tippity top, the top honors in the nation. And I'm so proud of her. I'm so, so proud of her because this is a client that I've had for so many years that now, like, we are good friends. And I remember the moment she came to me and said, you know, I want a different life for myself. I'm thinking of going back to school. This bitch started at community college, worked her ass off to transfer into Columbia. I don't know if people know how difficult it is to transfer into an Ivy League school. That means... Bitch, ain't nobody else but you. You're the best and we want you. We made a mistake the first time. Transferred into Columbia, is now graduating at the top of her class, one of 15 people in the nation. I'm just so proud of her. And I got to bring this up because she texted me at like 1.30 in the morning <laughs> late last week and was just like, I don't know why you're the person I need to tell this to, I guess because you've been here since the beginning. But I'm just so proud of myself and I never thought that like I could do this. And it's my beauty body moment of the week because I feel feel like that's really the reason that I get up every day is because like, yes, money, but two is the relationships that we make and the ways in which we are able to help people through this seemingly flippant thing that we call beauty achieve like their greatest goals. Do you know, like this girl would come in exhausted as fuck listening to like audio recordings of her lectures and listening to like these books and lay down and get her lashes done and get her facial and get her brows tinted and would look in the mirror and be like, I'm fucking exhausted. I don't know how I'm doing this, but bitch, I look great. Thank you. I'm going to class. And I'm just so proud of that. I'm just so, so proud of her. I'm proud that I'm able to have any sort of small role in that incredible achievement. And I'm just so proud of you beauty baddies fucking doing it, fucking doing it for the rest of us. Just proud of you guys. So that's it. I co-opted her beauty. I co-opted her beauty baddie moment I of the week. I love that. To be mine. <laughs> um, my beauty baddie moment of the week is I gave myself a chemical peel yesterday, and um, as always, I took no care in doing it. The way that I do for my clients, I just slapped it on, and I thought my skin was gonna fall off. <laughs> which one did you do? The ultra peel? Yeah. Oh, the ultra peel. I told you, it gets you. And I applied it with a brush, which Ooh. means you put on like twenty-five <laughs> layers. And I was just like, it's okay. My client was coming. My face was beyond tingly. And I was just like, well, at least I have a mask on. You're just like running in circles like the roadrunner. One area was very red. I'm like, oh, my God, my skin might like burn off tomorrow. But no, it looks good. Mm-hmm. My pigmentation's darkening. Yeah, that's so a good it'll come sign. off. Yeah. The ultra peel is the shit. Yeah, my forehead wrinkles are gone. Oof, oof, oof. I'm about to go leave here and actually do that and take a video for y'all. 
because you need to understand. I'm already starting to get some flaking. Yeah. It works fast. It works immediately. It's like you put it on, you scream and hoot and holler and run in circles until it cools down. And then you're like, bitch, am I beautiful? Am I already beautiful? Like already by this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, my skin looks really good. I love this for you. It's a big deal. We got to. It's hard for us as practitioners to take care of ourselves, I think. Well, I barely did. I just like slapped it on and was like, well, (laughs) at least I'll look less shitty than I do right now. (laughs) She just poured it overhead and was like, 25 layers. What happened? Basically. (laughs) When I do it to a client, I'm just like, okay, we'll put the thinnest of layers. Yeah. How is it feeling? Oh, it's a little. Oh, let me fan you. I didn't fan myself. I was just like, I got stuff to do while I have this on. Oh, my God. You're so brave. (laughs) Yo, y'all, my face was out the fucking window at two in the morning in like February when I did this peel, one layer, because it was hot. Feels like you've like rubbed your hot. face with cayenne pepper. Hot. It was so hot. <laughs> but you look beautiful the next day. She's not wrong. You look fucking gorgeous. Yeah, my skin is glowing. She's peeling a little bit. But you can see underneath that peel is beautiful, fresh skin. <laughs> it's like my last peel before summer. Oh, that's a good point. I got to do that. I got to get that one in. Y'all should come and see us for your last peel before summer also. Yeah, if you're going to do a peel, not that you can't do them in the summer, but. If you're a beach bum, if you're a sun worshiper, like our friend Shapiro. Yeah, if you'd like to be in the sun, it's just, I'm walking around like I'm a celebrity all day with a hat on and a mask (laughs) and sunglasses. Don't look me in the eyes. (laughs) It's like, you really have to protect your skin after. For sure. Uh, So with that said, y'all, next week we've got part two. These aren't really parts, but it's going to be part two of this episode. Electricity for your face. Aging like a fine wine. We're going to continue telling y'all about the discovery of electricity in our bodies. We're going to tell y'all about these damn salamanders. We're going to tell you about these Theban scientists, people who be stealing other people's ideas. I love the soap opera of a story, by the way. <laughs> and I hope that y'all are hearing it also as a soap opera. He's stealing his, his idea. That guy hates that guy. And so that guy fucked that guy's idea. It's all great. It's really, really great. We're going to tell it to you. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Exactly. It's going to be another uh, cliffhanger, but we're going to get you to the point where at least you understand the discovery. We're going to learn about the discovery of the injury current. We're going to learn about, uh, we're just going to learn. We're going to learn together. We're going to do another deep dive into microcurrent. By the end of these episodes, y'all are going to be like, bitch, get me there. Can I get a microcurrent facial Can I age like a fine wine into eternity? And yes, bitch, the answer is yes. Yes, we can do that for you. Mm -hmm. So that's next week. Definitely tune back in to continue our saga, our series on electricity and microcurrent. Also, you can DM or email us your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at truebeautybrooklynpodcast or via email at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm trying to figure out other things to post besides just outfit selfies. They make me very, very happy. But it turns out I'm a pretty decent like interior decorator. Mm. Decorator. And I don't know. I've been like decorating my house. I've been posting pictures. You guys have been liking that. So, you know, you get some like designy shit if you come and follow me. You can find me at Alex Lindley where I don't really post much. (laughs) You can see a little tiny thumb occasionally, a thumb holding a margarita. I do post some of my work on my grid, but in my stories is where you'll find more personal things like photos of my cat. His name's Cher. His name is Cher. He's (laughs) sweet and very cute. If you live locally, make an appointment at truebeautybrooklyn.com to hang with us at either location. 
In Williamsburg, we're at 419 Graham Avenue. That's where Elizabeth is most days. And in Greenpoint, we're at 166 Franklin Street. That's where Alex is most days. If you're coming via Lyft, you got to put in 11222. Don't go to Crown Heights, bitch, we're in Greenpoint. Franklin Street, not Franklin Avenue. Franklin Street, exactly, not Avenue. But if you don't live locally... You can come hang with us. You can book a virtual skincare consultation at truebeautybrooklyn.com. I would personally love it. I fucking love talking to y'all. We love solving your skincare issues. You can pull everything out of your cabinet. You can tell us what you're using. We can say, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's bad. You can just chat with us. You can be like, bitch, what was with that last episode? You should do this instead. It'll cost you. You're not going to get it for free, but you can come hang with us. Hmm. (laughs) And I think that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro, mixed by BetaWave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free, plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.